Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Do you remember what happened last week? Uh, let's see. Eliphaz was opining about how much Job must suck to deserve what he got, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's the gist of it. And what he got was... Um, Lots of fucking shit. Kids dead. Boils. His wife wants him, thinks he should off himself. Mm-hmm. And all because um, God was like, my guy's so great. And the devil's like, yeah, because he's got everything. And then right. God was like, so go ahead and fuck with him. He'll yeah. still love me anyways. And the devil was like, hold my beer. Challenge accepted. I, I really, you know, if I was a betting man mm-hmm. in reality, mm-hmm. the devil wins his hands down. Oh, psh, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like Satan's all in here. He's He's got this. Well, it's in the back. Yeah. But obviously, you know, this is not reality. No, this is the Bible. So <laughs> it is what it is. Right. But anyway, that was uh, last time we read uh, Job chapter five. It sure was. And now we're going to be starting. Now we're going to Now we're reading. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Got a little tongue twisted there. You sounded like Porky Pig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe, chapter six. Yeah. Okay, Job, chapter six. Okay. Then. Then. Yep. Okay. Job replied, 
you know, to his friend Eliphaz, yeah, who's been yeah. telling him, you deserve, you got what you deserve. You, right. You reaped what you sowed, you sowing son of a bitch. <laughs> Who, who sows and reaps things. Right, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Shit, man. Right. So Job says, if only my anguish could be weighed and all my misery be placed on the scales, it would surely outweigh the sand of the seas. There's the sand. Mm, okay. No wonder my words have been impetuous. Okay. Yeah, no wonder. I, because he's got sense. so much sorrow. In- yeah. Okay. Wait, that reminds me of that song from that movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? A Man of Something. Constant Sorrow. Constant. Constant, yeah, constant sorrow. sorrow. Yeah, that's Joe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A man of constant sorrow. He sure is. I mean, he has good reason. Yeah. Good reason. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. He should be cursing God. Right. <laughs> the arrows of the Almighty are in me. They are. They really are. Mm-hmm. My spirit drinks in their poison. Mm. God's terrors are marshaled against me. Okay. Does a wild donkey bray when it has grass? Does it? Or an ox bellow when it has fodder? I have no fucking clue. I don't either. I really don't know the answers to those. (laughs) (laughs) Is tasteless food eaten without salt? I mean, sometimes. If you don't have salt, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or if if you have um, high cholesterol and you're cutting back, then you're going to be eating that bland stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or is there flavor in the sap of the mallow? The fuck's a mallow? What's a sap of the mallow? Bone uh, marrow. Must, maybe it's a tree. <laughs> it must be a tree, right? Sap of the mallow. Or something. Some sort of plant or like, tree. That sounds like a name of a band, though, doesn't it? Sap, sap of, of the, the mallow. mallow. I like that. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Decent. Or a book. Could be a book. Mm, no. I really sap like it the as mallow. as the band, though. Mm, okay. Sap of the mallow. Got it. I refuse to touch it. Such food makes me ill. He has a gluten problem. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that I might have my request, that God would grant what I hope for, that God would be willing to crush me to let loose his hand and cut off my life. Is he still saying, kill me? I don't know. I don't know what he's getting at here exactly. either. Then I would still have this consolation, my joy and unrelenting pain, that I had not denied the words of the Holy One. Okay, okay, so he's supposed to be joyful that he has not denied God. Is he um Is that is, is that he it? feeling regretful that he cursed a little bit? I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. What strength do I have that I should still hope? What prospects that I should be patient? It sounds like he's still kind of like wallowing, he's which saying, is well, fine. He's, not, he's he's trying to work through it it sounds like okay, a little bit, you okay. know? So like he's, he's like I'm wallowing, but I also should be better and maybe yeah things right i don't know shit right he really needs a good counselor yeah i would say i, I mean, wish anybody would after that i you wish know? better help would sponsor us <laughs> <laughs> this would have been a perfect place for right a plug, yeah right? you could do like an ad break right here mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. um, sadly we're not sponsored no except by our fabulous well, patrons that's not entirely true we do have ads but we're not specifically sponsored well that's what i mean yeah personally sponsored right except by our fabulous patrons that's right yeah mm-hmm. our patrons definitely do sponsor us and we love them we do do i have the strength of stone oh, no shit. you do not you do not i can answer that one right is my flesh bronze I if you're don't Trump, think so. well, but I mean, if you're Trump, your flesh is bronze. True, but otherwise, probably Ish. no. More orange, but yeah. No, 
Do I have any power to help myself? Question mark. Of course you do. Now that success has been driven from me? Of course you do. Does he? I don't know. I mean, you always have power to help yourself. The power, the, the question is whether you have the will to do it, right? I have the power. And I'm not saying like, you know, you should have the will. I'm just saying, you know, you have the ability to figure out a way to get past this, I guess. You even have... though, even though it's, I mean, this is some bad shit. So, or like Sarah told um, Jareth, you have no power over me. I have no idea what you're talking about. At the end of Labyrinth. My God, why do you just bring up random shit that I have no clue what you're talking about? Because these are lines that it's like saying um, nobody puts baby in a corner. No, I'm not saying that people won't know, but not everybody knows. I don't always I barely ever know. But that's a you problem. Is it a me problem? It is. I don't think it is. I'm pretty sure it is. I mean, it's not a problem that I don't know Labyrinth quotes. It is a problem if I'm throwing them at you and you're like, that's dumb. I've never heard of no, that. No, the ever. real problem is that you throw them at me all the time. And, and you don't catch them. You expect them. me to you know You miss. Them. You're a bad player. Oh, okay. All right. Anyway, Job continues, anyone who withholds kindness from a friend forsakes the fear of the Almighty. But my brothers are as undependable as intermittent streams, as the streams that overflow when darkened by thawing ice and swollen with melting snow. This is so awful. (laughs) But that stop flowing in the dry season and in the heat vanish from their channels. Okay. He's describing a stream that when it rains, it gets real thick. It's a thick boy stream. Okay. And then when it it's summer, then it dries it up and evaporates and it's gone by. Right. Caravans turn aside from their routes. They go off into the wasteland and perish. The caravans of Tima look for water. The traveling merchants of Sheba look in hope. Of Sheba, huh? Mm-hmm. Hmm, interesting. Queen of? I Maybe. Don't know. Probably. Possibly. Eh, whatevs. Right. They are distressed because they have been confident. They arrive there only to be disappointed. Alas, alas, alas. <laughs> Those alasses I'm, were me. Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to follow this. It's just very. I can't. It's, it's too. Uh, it's too purple prose. Have you heard of that? No. Um. It's it's unnecessary flowery nonsense. That's definitely what's going on here. Yeah. 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 Now you, too, have proved to be of no help. You see something dreadful and are afraid. Is he talking about Eliphaz? Yeah, he's chastising him for not being a good friend. Okay. Have I ever said, give something on my behalf, pay a ransom for me from your wealth, deliver me from the hand of the enemy, rescue me from the clutches of the ruthless, teach me and I will be quiet, show me where I have been wrong. How painful are honest words. But what do your arguments prove? Do you mean to correct what I say and treat my desperate words as wind? You would even cast lots for the fatherless and barter away your friend. But now be so kind as to look at me. Will I lie to your face? I don't know. Will you? I don't know either. Will I? (laughs) (laughs) Relent. Do not be unjust. Reconsider for my integrity is at stake. Is there any wickedness on my lips? Can my mouth not discern malice? The end? (laughs) So he's basically saying that 
you're you're running my name through the ground here, even though it's just a conversation between you and me, mm-hmm. Eliphaz. Mm-hmm. You you're pushing the boundaries of running my name through the ground and saying that I'm bad when I haven't done anything. Can you just tell me what I did? And he's like, I didn't do anything. Is that basically the gist of it? You got it so much better than I did. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. That's impressive. Well, I just, I mean, I was, I was really struggling. Like I had to listen a lot more than I normally do in that chapter. So <laughs> yeah, I didn't get any <laughs> like, of that. I literally was closing my eyes to just imagine the words because it was hard to follow. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is Job trying to say? So he's like, if you are accusing me of having done something to deserve this, tell me what it is that I did. I, that's kind of what I was getting out of that chapter. So, I, I guess, I mean, there, yeah, sure. Okay. And he's like, I haven't done anything. You tell me what I did. And, and okay, that's okay. what I got. That sounds right. I could be wrong, but. Well, the title of this was Job Reproaches His Friends. Got it. So that sounds like you got it right. I think, right? I think. He maybe. was reproaching his friends, definitely. Yeah, well, at least Eliphaz. Yeah, yeah. Eliphaz is the only one that said anything so far that so I'm far. aware of anyway. Right, yeah. But maybe his friends were sitting there nodding their heads. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. I guess. Go on, go sure. on. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm with him. Right. Yeah, what he said, man. Stop wallowing. Okay, so Job's like, yeah, no, I'm still good with God. I haven't said anything bad about God. Yeah. I, mean, I, just, I said some shit, but what, you know, what, what do you expect? My kids all just died and fucking boils. and Jesus Christ, man. Come on. Get off me. Fuck off. Yeah. So they're, anyway, they're bad friends. Yeah, they were. They were you bad know what friends. a bad friend is? A bad friend is not a friend. There is no such thing as a bad friend. Yeah. Like that's an oxymoron. Right, right. A friend is somebody who is supportive. But you and- can refer to somebody that's a good friend as a bad friend because they do something that's like, you know, when they like drag you out to do something like you're a bad friend. You but know? that's not but, for realsies. Right. It's not for reals. So it doesn't count. Right. He's like literally saying, you're bad friends. Right. I'm saying. And they are. They came and sat with them and then they're like, you're the asshole. You did something. Yeah. Obviously, because this was some bad shit that went down. Right. So what did you do? I mean, it was some bad shit. Mm -hmm. But like, if you're friends, why do you jump immediately to he did something? I mean, that's what they've been taught. Especially when you probably extolled how wonderful this guy was most of your life because he's done nothing bad. He's so righteous. He's upright. He walks on both feet. Right. Yeah. All right. That was uh that was Job chapter six. Sure as fuck was. And uh we'll be back tomorrow with Job chapter seven. We'll see you guys then. Yep. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh yeah. Darius looked up the receipts and he was like, Yep, you guys get a temple. And, and they built we're gonna it. help you pay for it too. And they built it. Yeah, and they built it. And then the people and were so fucking happy. Yeah, they, they partied. With free shit. They got free shit to party. I know. But then they were like, the Lord changed the attitude of King of Assyria. And I'm like, no, the receipts and <sighs> and Darius right. changed the King of Assyria's yeah, that wasn't attitude. The Lord. Right. That, that was not the Lord. Right. Yeah. So that was Ezra chapter six. Sure as fuck was. And today we're going to be reading Ezra chapter seven. All right. Let's go do this. Okie dokie. <laughs> Okay, Ezra chapter 7. Okay. 
after these things, these, these things, these things, the partying one, yes, the yes, building and the partying, yeah, got it. During the reign of Artaxerxes, king of Persia. Okay. Um. So this is going back in time a little bit. Is it? Yeah. Um. I've read about this. Um. This book is kind of out of order. Like chapters one through six were like we got out and we got to build our thing and then they made us stop and then. They let us build our thing again. Got okay? it. Okay. And now this is going back a little bit in time. Before Darius? Yeah. Got it. Because okay. remember there was um, Xerxes. Yeah. And then Artaxerxes. Artaxerxes. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. So anyway, during his, the king of Persia reign, uh-huh. Ezra, son of Sariah, the son of Azariah, Azariah, sorry, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Shalom, the son of Zadok. The son of Aetub, the son of Amariah, the son of Azariah, Fuck. the son of Mirayoth, the son of Zerahiah, the son of Uzi, the son of Bukai, the son of Abishua, the son of Phineas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the chief priest. I got like my dad and like my grandpa, and I can maybe come up with my great grandpa's name. Yeah. That's that's as much as I got. Yeah, if I go back way too fucking far. If I ask my parents, I can come up with my great grandparents. Right. And yeah. then after that I'd have to go to Ancestry.com. Right? Yeah, these fuckers are just like rattle it off. Like, yeah. I'm, I don't know. And it goes this, 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 this. All the way this, back this, to this, Aaron. This, this and this. All the way back to Aaron. Like you fuckers remember way too much shit for that. This I mean, Ezra this Ezra came up from Babylon, is what it says. Okay. Okay. All right. He was a teacher well-versed in the law of Moses, which the Lord, the God of Israel, had given. Okay. The king had granted him everything he asked. Everything. Everything. Well, I mean, he might not have asked for much. I guess not. That's true. He might have asked for a scarf and some mittens, and that's it. But he got them. Everything he asked. He skipped out on the Lamborghini? I don't know. I'm just saying, to say that he got everything he asked... Isn't impressive unless I know right, what, he what all for. he asked for. Sure, yeah. So whatever he asked for, he got it. Okay, okay. Yep. The king had granted him everything he asked for the hand of the Lord his God was on him. Got it. Some of the Israelites, including priests, Levites, musicians, gatekeepers, and temple servants, mm-hmm. also came up to Jerusalem in the seventh year of King Artaxerxes. Okay. Ezra... Arrived in Jerusalem in the fifth month of the seventh year of the king. He had begun his journey from Babylon on the first day of the first month. So like April or thereabouts. Got it. And he arrived in Jerusalem on the first day of the fifth month. So it took him five months. To get there. To get there. Yeah. For the gracious hand of his God was on him. I mean. That's why. Really, if the gracious hand of God was on him, it wouldn't have taken him five months to get there. You wouldn't think so, because like, the, the, we've seen walking times in that area, mm-hmm. and it would not have taken that long to walk. No. Not like, only We were that, giving Moses shit over 40 years, and granted, this is only five months, but still. Still, yeah. Like, we know for a fact that all you got to do is go in the future and get a car. Right, yeah, know? or a plane. Why didn't Duh. God get that stuff for him? Right. If, if the hand of God was really on him, he would have had a horse. Yeah. Teleportation. Yeah. Shit. Come on, man. For Ezra had devoted himself to the study and observance, observance of the law of the Lord and to teaching its decrees and laws in Israel. Okay. So I guess he was an okay dude, this Ezra. I mean, he's... According to God. Sure. According to the Bible, according right. to God. Yes. This is a copy of the letter King Artaxerxes had given to Ezra the priest, a teacher of the law, 
a man learned in matters concerning the commands and decrees of the Lord for Israel. Man, this, this, I see why they think it was written by him, because mm-hmm. he's like, I am really good at this shit. I am the goodest of the good, and I right? I know how to good. Yeah. Artaxerxes, king of kings, to Ezra the priest, teacher of the law of the God of heaven. Greetings. Man, I, why don't we do titles like that anymore? I know, right? We really should come up with titles for people that we talk to, because it's just so much cooler. Husband, spouse of wife, father <laughs> of child. Worker of corporate America, mm-hmm. speaker of podcast. Yeah, what's up? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I like that they say greetings though. Um, do you know what Charlotte the Spider said to Wilbur in um, Charlotte's Web? I mean, I no what she said greetings and salutations. That's right. That's right. And that is one of my favorite things to say ever. Yeah. And I was always excited that I knew the word salutations. And now as an adult, <laughs> I realize, whatever, that's no big word. Right, right. Greetings and salutations. That's not a that's not a mouthful fifth but grade. It's okay. Meet. It's okay to think that when you're younger. I, when you I know? was in fifth grade, I was very impressed that I knew greetings and salutations. Right. Yeah, that's something to be proud of. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Now I decree that any of the Israelites in my kingdom, including priests and Levites, who volunteer to go to Jerusalem with you, may go. You are sent by the king and his seven advisors to inquire about Judah and Jerusalem with regard to the law of your God, which is in your hand. Mm. Moreover, you are to take with you the silver and gold. Silver and gold. What exactly is he inquiring about if God is in his hand? Wouldn't he already know? I don't know. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm just I want to read the rest of the letter and sure. find out. Okay. Um, take with you the silver and gold that the king and his advisors have freely given to the God of Israel, whose dwelling is in Jerusalem, together with all the silver and gold you may obtain from the province of Babylon, as well as the free will offerings of the people and priests for the temple of their God in Jerusalem. But they hadn't rebuilt the temple at this point. No. He's saying, take this silver and gold and go find out if the land is free and what's going on over there. Got it. And... You know, what it's going to take to get this shit rebuilt. Okay. Here you go. Fly and be free, my friend. Okay. That's right. what's happening. Got it. With this money, be sure to buy bulls, rams, and male lambs, together with their grain offerings and drink offerings, and sacrifice them on the altar of the temple of your God in Jerusalem. You and your fellow Israelites may then do whatever seems best with the rest of the silver and gold in accordance with the will of your God. Mm, okay. okay. Yeah. Deliver to the God of Jerusalem... All the articles entrusted to you for worship in the temple of your God. So he's like, here's all your stuff in yeah. addition to the silver and gold. Right, right. right. Okay. I, just, I like that they're delivering it to God. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, they're taking it to God, not yeah. a spot in the like, desert. Hey, not a piece I got a package land. for God here. Anybody, Anybody heard of God? God. Where, Where the fuck's God at? Does he live in this? I got, I got, I got to get done here. I got, I got to get home here. Where the fuck is God? <laughs> it took me five months to get here. I'm not trying to take five <laughs> months to get back. And anything else needed for the temple of your God that you are responsible to supply, you may provide from the royal treasury. Mm. I'm giving you Damn. carte blanche. Yeah. Is that is that how you say that? Carte uh, blanche. Sure. Sounds free good. reign. Yeah. Whatevs. Now I, King Artaxerxes, decree. That all the treasurers of Trans Euphrates, the insurance company, yeah. 
are to provide with diligence whatever Ezra the priest, the teacher of the law of the God of heaven, may ask of you. Mm. Up to a hundred talents of silver. Oh, remember a no. talent was like... That was like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And he's saying a hundred of them. Right. A hundred cores of wheat. I don't know what a core is, Nor but... Nor do I, but it must be probably a lot. A lot, a yeah, lot. I'm like sure a, a hand... Like, maybe a core is like a handful? Like, I don't know. I would think more than that, actually. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm I was thinking... thinking I'm thinking like a bushel, like... Oh, know, a, like a, a bushel? Thing. You think you know. a core is a bushel? Probably. Okay. A hundred baths of wine. Baths? Like, I'm just imagining that a bath of wine is like It's a more bath than size. a bottle. Right, yeah. Now, are we talking about the... um? Like the bath that's known as the sea? Probably or... not. <laughs> Probably not. And are we talking about like a bath, like a tub that you sit in? Or are we talking about like a bath like that you dip your cloth in and, you know, you do your cat right, bath. Right. Like, like you, you do your wipe down bath. Yeah, I wonder what a bath is. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. A hundred baths of olive oil and salt without limit. Wow. That. Might, I mean, just salt. Wow. Salt for galore. Yeah. Salt for days. Yeah. Yeah. All the salt. Yeah. That is quite the heart attack and cholesterol level Well, thing. but it was how they preserved their food back then. I so. know. I was trying to be funny. Sorry. 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 I can always count on you with the actually. Well. Whatever know. the God of heaven has prescribed, let it be done with diligence for the temple of the God of heaven. Why should his wrath fall on the realm of the king and his of his sons? You are also to know that you have no authority to impose taxes, tribute, or duty on any of those motherfucking priests, Levites, musicians, gatekeepers, temple servants, or other workers at this house of God. But anybody else, you got mm -hmm. totally, you could do it. Oh, yeah. Just not them. Not those guys. Yeah. And you, Ezra, in accordance with the wisdom of your God, which you possess, appoint magistrates and judges to administer justice to all the people of Trans-Euphrates, all who know the laws of your God. And you are to teach any who do not know them. Whoever does not obey the law of your God and the law of the king must surely be punished by death. Wow. Banishment. Mm. Confiscation of property. Okay. Or imprisonment. I see. One of those. Right. Which would you do? Which would I do? Yeah. I mean. You get, like, somebody comes up and they're like, fuck that God. And you get to pick do they? Do you make them die? Do you banish them? Do you confiscate their property, or do you imprison them? What are you gonna do? I mean, imprison them. I think you could get. You're like, yeah, go sit in jail for a day, day, man. For a day. Yeah. Are you gonna, say how long? Are you gonna confiscate their goods? If I got a choice, I'll just imprison them for a day. If that's if if I just yeah. gotta choose one of those things, I'll just be like, yeah, sit in jail for a day. For just for a day. Yeah. And then when they get out, and they're like, no, still fuck that god. Then I'll imprison them for another day. I'll be like, dude, come on, man. Come on, man. You sound like Obama. Come on, man. Praise be to the Lord, the God of our ancestors, who has put it into the king's heart to bring honor to the house of the Lord in Jerusalem in this way, and who has extended his good favor to me before the king and his advisors and all the king's powerful officials. Because the hand of the Lord my God was on me, I took courage and gathered leaders from Israel to go up with me. So, see, he suddenly changed to first person there. Got it, yeah. This is now Ezra's, like, me. I'm the right, guy he's right. talking about in this story. Yeah, I see why. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. 
Okay. okay. That makes sense. Yep. And that's, oh, the end. Oh, the end. The end the, of, that, of chapter. that chapter. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Ezra is going to go spread God's word and shit. And which we already take some know gold from. And salt with them. Which we already know from the previous chapter was a success. Spoilers. Yeah. Yay. I guess. <laughs> right. All right. So that was Ezra chapter 7. Sure as fuck was. And tomorrow we will be back with... Ezra chapter 8. We'll see you guys then. Yep, bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, Joe came really close to cussing out God, but not quite. But not quite. Yeah. But he did say, if you don't quit your shenanigans, you might not be able to see me anymore because I'll be dead. Right. Yeah. He was threatening suicide because mm-hmm. his shit sucks. Yeah. He so. he was remonstrating. Yeah. He was doing that. Whatever. Whatever that, you know, entails. entails. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was Job chapter seven. It sure is fuck wise. What are we reading today? Job chapter eight. All right. Let's get into this. Okie dokie. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, Job chapter eight. Okay. Then Bildad the Shuhite replied. Bildad the Shuhite. Yeah. Okay. This is his. Is this another friend? Yeah. Like, this is friend number two. Got it. We heard from friend number one. I like the name, Bildad the Shuhite. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What is this Shuhite? I wonder. I don't know. Is it like three inches, two inches? No, not. Not a Shuhite? (laughs) He's an idiot. (laughs) No, it's. It's one of those Hittites and... Yeah, yeah, I know. You know, all those But I, I couldn't help myself. Yeah, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. You're silly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Bildad the Shuite is saying yeah. now, okay? okay? Yep. How long will you say such things? Yeah, how long? Is I, it going to be days? I'll tell weeks? you. I'll tell you how long I am done. Until I fucking don't feel like saying it anymore. Right, yeah. Your words are a blustering wind. Oh, Does God Jesus. pervert justice? Does the Almighty pervert what is right? I mean, technically, yeah, he yeah, is, kind yeah. of, actually. Yeah, he is a person that perverts justice. I mean, according to this chapter in the Bible. Yeah. So. Yeah, he definitely perverted what is right. Right. When your children sinned against him, he gave them over to the penalty of their sin. They brought it on themselves. What did they, what did they, they do? They had a party. Oh. They partied okay. too hardy. Got it. They fought for their right to party, and they lost. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But if you will seek God earnestly and plead with the Almighty, if you are pure and upright, even now he will rouse himself on your behalf. Willie. I I know this for a fact. Yeah. I know it. And restore you to your prosperous state. Okay. Because that's that's what matters. You're going to raise my 10 dead kids from the dead? No, he's not. No. Your beginnings will seem humble. So prosperous will your future be. Mm, yeah, because God, I, I guess. I'm just, I'm like, do you not understand that 
My children died. Right. Ten of them. Ten. All ten of them. Yeah. And my body hurts. Yeah. Boi- which just boils. isn't fair. Right. You know? Plus, you know, livestock's all gone. Right. Like, I hadn't even got to my businesses yet. Right. You know, my holdings, yeah. my stocks and whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, first and foremost, my kids are gone and my body hurts. Mm-hmm. Like, before anything else. Right. Oh and you guys God. are bitching at me. And tell me I deserve it. And right. that my kids deserve it. Right. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Ask the former generation and find out what their ancestors learned. For we were born only yesterday and know nothing. Well, you got that right. You sure do know nothing. <laughs> and our days on earth are but a shadow. I mean. Okay. Okay. It's akin to YOLO, I guess. Right. Yeah. Will they not instruct you, your ancestors that I just told you to contact? They won't. They're dead. Right. Will they not instruct you and tell you? Will they not bring forth words from their understanding? They will not. They they won't. <laughs> they, they just won't. Can papyrus grow tall where there is no marsh? I mean, um, now, I'm now it the answer can. Is no, but, but the answer is actually yes. Right. Yeah, you could. could because we don't need a marsh to grow papyrus. Yeah, go science. Yeah. Yay, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> can reeds thrive without water? I mean, no, no. Okay. No. Yeah. No, no, guess not. We all need water. At least not that I'm aware of anyway. Right. While still growing and uncut, they wither more quickly than grass. Okay. Mm, Not sure the relevance here, but such is the destiny of all who forget God. Oh, that's, that's what it is. So perishes the hope of the godless. Mm. This is pissing me off. Yeah. I do not. Apparently, we're destined for, you know, withering and dying. I just, I don't like that they keep hammering this guy over the head with, you brought this on yourself. Just beg, right. God. This, right. This, ooh, it makes me so angry. Yeah. What they but moreover, trust... God's letting this happen. Yeah. So. The God in this story? Yeah. Still a dick. Yeah. What they trust in is fragile. What they rely on is a spider's web. Okay. They lean on the web, but it gives way. They cling to it, but it does not hold. Mm. They are like a well-watered plant in the sunshine, spreading its shoots over the garden. Mm-hmm. It entwines its roots around a pile of rocks and looks for a place among the stones. Okay. This is like a really bad, like, yeah. get to the point, guy. Right. Yeah, what are you trying to say, man? But when it is torn from its spot, that place disowns it and says, I never saw you. <laughs> Surely its life withers away. And from the soil, other plants grow. Yeah, the ones that worship God. I guess. I guess. I, I don't really. Who cares? Yeah. He's an idiot. Surely God does not reject one who is blameless or strengthen the hands of evildoers. Mm. Surely not. But he does. We don't have a whole fucking book so far of what we've read that just um, undoes that entire sentence. (laughs) Right. Yeah, this doesn't do much for God, you know? No. Like, we're sitting here talking about, like, they want to, these people right here, Mm -hmm. right? They're like, God never does anything bad or wrong. Yeah. So he's obviously correct in whatever his assessment is. But literally, this entire book is about him doing bad and wrong yeah. to prove a point to Satan. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Why are you trying to fuck with Satan? Right. Like, you're, let him believe what he wants to believe. You're Whatever. literally doing bad and wrong for the sake mm-hmm. of doing bad and wrong. Exactly. 
He will yet fulfill. Oh, wait, let me start over. Mm. He will yet fill your mouth (laughs) (laughs) with laughter. Oh, okay. Mm, Yeah, he just did. Mm. And your lips with (laughs) shouts of joy. What? Nothing. What? (laughs) I'm a child. Yes. Your enemies will be clothed in shame. Okay. And the tents of the wicked will be no more. The end. Yeah. Um, aren't you supposed to love your neighbor? Only like, sometimes. Yeah. So, I mean, like, these people had enemies back then, right? They they had lots of enemies. They were all Always. enemies. Like, they're, they're people, like, the people from other cultures, mm-hmm. enemies. The the people that they don't like, enemies. Everybody, you know? that everybody's enemies. They don't love people. They just, you know. They hate them. They hate them. And yeah. I think the Republicans think, relate to this well. Well, I think they learn from God, you know? Yeah. I mean, God hates people. Yeah. Like, he hates his own people, so. Yeah. Remember that time when he said he was like, I hate you guys the least. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you piss me off less than others do. Yeah. I'm like, wow. But remember mm. that other time when he genocided the planet? Yeah. Or I at do. least the Middle East. Right, right. Or at least that corner of the Middle East. Sure. Yeah. That yeah. little dot on the map. Yeah. He where... genocided them. Yeah. Yeah. And and all the animals too, because fuck it. Right. Any right. any animal that didn't make it on the boat. Right. Which, you know, was entire species worth. Do you know how many people literally believe that's a factual story? Yes. And it it's makes just, me It makes sad. me so angry when I hear people just like, but they did. There's there's proof of, didn't you, don't you know there's proof? I'm like, My parents you're talking this. about that fake fucking proof that has been debunked a million times over? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Please <laughs> tell me how you know this is true. And then explain... Um, vaccines to me while you're at right? it. Right? <laughs> it's just so tiring sometimes when people have these ideas that are just so not based in reality. They're tiresome. They really are. Yeah. All right. Do we have that was you said that was it, right? That was it. Okay, so that was Job chapter eight. Sure as fuck was. And we will be back tomorrow with Job chapter nine. All right, guys, we'll see you then. Bye. Wife! Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, Yeah, Job's other friend, one of his other friends. Bilbo Baggins? Went on about how shit he must be for having done all the bad things that, that he, he must have done. That he must have done. Because his friends are crap. Yeah. And they're unsupportive bitches. They're like, yeah, we don't believe that you didn't do anything because you though, must have done something. Even though we're your friends and we're with you like all the time, whatever. Right. Also, your kids deserve to die because they obviously sinned. So. Yeah, stupid. Yeah. I mean that was that was basically it, right? I think so. Also, something about do reeds grow in yeah, not dry water. marshes or right. something. Dry marshes. I, I, don't, I don't think know. dry marshes is a thing. I don't fucking. <laughs> it wouldn't know. be a marsh if it was dry. So a rose by any other name, sure, yeah. is a daffodil. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was Job chapter eight. Sure as fuck was. And today we're going to be reading Job chapter nine. All right, let's go do this. Okie dokie. Okay, Job chapter 9. Okay. Then, then Job replied, Indeed, I know that this is true, but how can mere mortals prove their innocence before God? So he's telling his friends, I know that... Like, Generally speaking, yeah, bad people get what they deserve. Right. But I'm not... How do I prove that I'm not that person? Like, I'm totally innocent, y'all. Like, 
I mean, obviously, God's never done this before, so there is no way to prove it, right? Also, you'd have to start by proving that God's real, which, you know, obviously mm, can't mm, be done. Mm, mm. So, yeah, that's a real conundrum right there. I don't know what to tell you, Joby. <laughs> Though they wished to dispute with him, they could not answer him one time out of a thousand. His wisdom is profound. His power is vast. He's describing Job God. Or God. Job is God. describing God. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Job is talking. Yeah, okay. Who has resisted him and come out unscathed? He moves mountains without their knowing it. Wait, did we miss that part in the Bible where he moved a mountain? Maybe. Okay. But I, mean, I guess Muhammad he moved he had, a mountain. He had to have built them at least, right? Because he made everything. He did make them. But isn't there that if Muhammad can't come to the mountain, the mountain comes to him or something like that? Fuck if I know. You never heard that phrase? I'm, no. Not, no. Not with regard to Muhammad, but... I could I've be heard misquoting the, it. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Don't I don't know. know. So, but if that was true, then the mountain came to him and then God moved that mountain. Mm -hmm. So, I don't yeah. know. Um, he moves mountains without their knowing it and under overturns them in his anger. Overturns them, huh? He turns mountains up Damn, fucking side seen, down. I, you ever been to the overturned mountain range? Um, is that the Grand Canyon? I think so, yeah. Is that an upside down mountain? It must be. That's that's what that is. What a temper That's where God overturned the mountains, yeah. Oh, God. Hmm. Oh, Yahweh. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he shakes the earth from its place and makes its pillars tremble. That's called an earthquake. It, it is. So. Yeah. Yeah. He speaks to the sun. But does Feet, the sun what does it <laughs> Yeah, what does it say? I mean, sometimes it's I... fucking hot up here, dude. Yeah, sometimes I speak to the sun, but it's usually on days that I forgot my sunscreen. Right, yeah. And I'm more just talking in general out my ass. Out your ass, huh? Out my ass. Okay. All Don't right. you talk out your ass? I mean, sometimes, yeah. All the time. All the time. I'm yeah. married to you, I know. <laughs> and it does not shine. Oh, shit. He speaks to the sun and it doesn't shine. Because he's... Yeah, okay. Okay. He seals off the light of the stars. Whoa. Well, that's called clouds, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Sorry, I'm just I'm like, what? Whoa. He blocks the sun. Yeah. He alone stretches out the heavens and treads on the waves of the sea. Mm. He is the maker, capital M, maker. Yeah. Of the bear and Orion, the Pleiades and the constellations of the south. Okay. God damn, I didn't know that they knew those constellations back then, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Pleiades, those are the the stars, right? Those yes. are those one stars that Those are those one stars. I think it's the isn't that the seven sisters or something like that? I don't know. I can't remember what I don't know what they are. I'm just surprised that they knew constellations because in my mind they're backwards dum dums. Mm. So I don't know. He performs wonders that cannot be fathomed. Miracles that cannot be counted. I, I I could count them. Yeah. Do you want me to do it? I'll count them. Well, it depends on how you look at that, right? So, like, some people that worship God think that he, like, everything good that ever happens is a miracle. Right. Is a is a, is a act of God. So, if you're counting everything that he ever, you know, is given credit oh, for, okay. it's uncountable, right? Like, okay. that's too many. I thought you meant, like, specific acts. Like, Most I could count religious those. people I encounter... Mm -hmm. wouldn't think of it as like these major things because there are no real major things that you can be like, God did that, right? So right. it has to be everything. Everything good is Just God. general. Yeah. So that's not a countable thing because it's just general. 
Right. Okay. Yeah, I got a raise. That was God, you know? It was no, a miracle. it wasn't. No? No. Okay. It wasn't. It's, no, it it's wasn't. It's just fucking raise. <laughs> yeah. 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 When he passes me, I cannot see him. When he goes by, I cannot perceive him. Mm. Why does he do that? Why doesn't he let you see? He see, him? He let Moses see him, sort of. I know. Sometimes, and then he like stood in front of people, and back when Moses was around too, mm-hmm. like he stood right mm-hmm. there in front of the tabernacle. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. If he snatches away, who can stop him? If he what? Snatches away. Snatches away, huh? That's a yeah. Okay. Don't you snatch away? I, I just I, that's not the word I would have used. I guess. No, so. I right. don't snatch away. I right. have a snatch, but I don't <laughs> snatch away. Who can say to him, "What are you doing"? God does not restrain his anger. Hold on. Hey, God, what are you doing? No, you got to say, it. what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Like he, didn't, he didn't answer. Nope. But I said it to him. You if did. He, if he does exist, I'm saying this to you, you God. You sent the email. Yeah. It's I not sent... your fault if his box is full. Yeah. I blind copied Jesus even. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> God does not restrain his anger. Even the cohort, car, car, car hearts. What? Cohorts of Rahab cowered at his feet. Who the fuck are the cohorts of Rahab? Whoever uh, we read about Rahab, but did I just, we? Yeah, I just don't remember. Okay, who Rahab was? I can't remember that off the top of my head. But yeah, I don't know. Okay, but we did read about Rahab, right. and God does not restrain His anger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, because He's a dick. Right. How can how then can I dispute with Him? How can I find words to argue with Him? Though I were innocent, I could not answer him. I could only plead with my judge for mercy. Yeah. So he's basically, he's not cursing God, but he is wanting to tell him, God, you're wrong. Right. I'm innocent. Stop doing this to me, I mean, I'd want to say that too, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even if I summoned him and he responded, I do not believe he would give me a hearing. Right. Could be. Could be. Oh, Rahab. Just to, just to throw, I, I, I had to know. Okay. Rahab, remember in uh, Joshua? Yeah. She was the um, the prostitute. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Told you we read about her. Right? Yeah, we did. Okay. Sorry, I, I, I just had to know what that was. Okay. Well, I'm glad so. that you did that. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so he says that even if he summoned God, God wouldn't give him a hearing. But why? Well, I mean, God doesn't make a big point of talking to a lot of people at this point in the Bible. Right. I mean, you know, it's been a while since he, like, Appeared. pointedly talked to, to somebody. Yeah, yeah. So. He would crush me with a storm and multiply my wounds for no reason. I don't disagree with that. I probably would. I think you're right, sir. Yeah. He he is pretty pointless. Yeah. And he yeah. does and he pointless likes, He likes that anger and, and vengeance shit. Yes, and yes. Whatever. My God is a jealous God. Yeah. Then why? Why is he your God then? Yeah. Like you literally get to choose. Right. Hmm. He would not let me catch my breath, but would overwhelm me with misery. Hashtag facts. Unlike what he's doing now. Is that correct? I mean, like, how does it get worse? I don't know. Okay. If it is a matter of strength, he is mighty. Okay. And if it is a matter of justice, who can challenge him? Nobody, because he's God. Well, technically, anybody can challenge him. You just if he, you might die though. I mean, all. hypothetically, yeah. Right. There are other gods. 
According maybe, to the Bible, even. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, maybe go with one of the other ones and be like, can as you long guys as you, challenge? You just got to move outside of that like 100, 100 mile radius. Right. And you'll be fine. Yeah. You right? got to move into one of the other yeah. God's demises right. or what, whatever that word yeah, is. Yeah. And then you can be whatever you want to do. Yeah. Even if I were innocent, my mouth would condemn me. If I were blameless, it would pronounce me guilty. Why? Because God would make your mouth say things. But why would God make you pronounce yourself guilty when you're not? Because he's a dick. Well, yeah, I know that. But that's like, why. That's dumb. He's not but, logical. But why does he think that God is going to make him lie? Because he knows that God is garbage. I I don't get that, though. He's... <laughs> He's proclaiming, he's proclaimed in, you know, in the past that he loves God and he did all the sacrifices and all that. Mm-hmm. So I think that he believes that God is good. So if he believes that, then why would he, like, he's struggling with this whole scenario where mm-hmm. he's had everything taken from him and everything's bad, right? Yeah. So why would you, th- but, but he's still not disparaging directly right. God. Mm-hmm. And, why would but why would you think that he would make you lie? Like that doesn't sound like the God that's been described thus far. Right. So why would you think that? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's finally come to terms with, oh shit. As long as nothing bad happened to me, God was it was easy to praise him. Right. But now that all this shit is happening, I gotta give credence to the people that call him a dick and maybe. Right, he is he's just a dick. disillusioned, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Although I am blameless, I have no concern for myself. I despise my own life. Well, that's because you're covered in boils. And And your your, kids just died. And your wife hates you. And all your livestock's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I I get it. Right. Yeah. Shit sucks. Mm -hmm. It is all the same. That is why I say he destroys both the blameless and the wicked. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, that's not what his friends are saying. They don't believe that. No. And that's just another way of saying, yep, shit happens whether, you know, there's a God or not. I guess he has personal experience. From his point of view, right, we're supposed to believe that he's completely blameless here, right? Right. But who is actually blameless at, you know... Well, at the beginning of the story, we are told that he's an upright man who yeah. did no wrong. Right. So, so the I mean, author I, of the story... Sure, the author of the story is telling us that he's blameless. All right. Right. It just... I don't know. Struggle with that one a little bit. No, I do too. I do too. When a scourge brings sudden death, he mocks the despair of the innocent. Wow. Because he's a dick. That's fucking, yeah. Because he's a dick. When a land falls into the hands of the wicked, he blindfolds its judges. If it is not he, then who is it? I mean. He ain't wrong. Right. I mean, God is supposed to be omniscient Mm -hmm. and, and, and. Able to do whatever the fuck he wants to do, mm-hmm. so. But sometimes bad people get away with, you know, doing stuff. Right, and... but they, so maybe they're like, is this like the beginning of the allowance for the devil? Like, is this? I don't know. Like, he's questioning why do bad things happen, and they're like, well, there's this other guy, Satan, you know. You know, Satan. And God's like, you know, kind of letting him do some things, so. Right. That's why. It's not God doing it. He's merely allowing right. it. Right. God's not all bad. He just... Satan, you know? You, you know. He's Satan. Oh, Satan. <laughs> My days are swifter than a runner. They fly away without a glimpse of joy. Mm. They skim past like boats of papyrus. They're really into papyrus. Yeah. Like eagles swooping down on their prey. 
If I say, I will forget my complaint, I will change my expression and smile. I still dread all my sufferings, for I know you will not hold me innocent. Since I am already found guilty, why should I struggle in vain? Even if I washed myself with soap and my hands with cleansing powder, you would plunge me into a slime pit so that even my clothes would detest me. A slime pit, huh? I'm going to put you in a slime pit. <laughs> Do you remember that show used to be on TV? It was like, uh, where they, like, it was like Nickelodeon and they slimed people all the yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was fun. That was a fun I'm show. I'm like, it was, it, it was novel at the time, right? Like, yeah. They're just dumping goop on people. It's kind of fun. It was kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. And they had a word at the beginning of every show and it, that they would tell the audience, but not them. And if the cast said the word, then right, then they got the goop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they got the slime pit. Yeah, yeah. That was good stuff. Yeah, yeah. He is not a mere mortal like me that I might answer him, that we might confront each other in court. Yeah, he's he's not a mere mortal. Right. Yeah, you can't take that's God to what court. a god is not. There was a character <laughs> in the show Picket Fences. That attempted to take God to court. And in Allie McBeal, somebody went so far as to try to sue God. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I think something like that happened in Ohio. Like there was a guy. Get the fuck out. Well, you remember that guy that we met at the uh, um, atheist bookstore thing? Was it? The, the angry one? The one that had, he had the, his the license, license plate, plate said God, yeah. right? Yeah. That guy. Mm-hmm. Did something really famous as far as like a lawsuit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's somewhat famous. I found out after we had met him. Mm. Um, but he had sued something with regard to God. I think he claimed he was God or something like legally. And somebody had to prove he wasn't. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was something along those lines. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I was like, oh, I know that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was the right to have God on his license plate. Maybe, but I, I, I don't, I'll have to look it up. But that was, yeah. I thought it was really neat that we had met him, and then I saw a story about him afterwards. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I know who that is. Well, I'm sure he's a very fine individual, and if he's listening, <laughs> I'm sorry that I called him a dick, but <laughs> he was. He was kind of a dick. He wasn't nice. He he got mad at. The way I signed my email. Yeah. And he wanted me to change it to make him happy. Yeah. Because I had used the word, um, um, what was the name of that church that we went to? Paradox. Paradox. Yeah. Yeah. The church was called Paradox. And I had signed it with that in my signature. And he was like so offended that I had a church name in my signature. And I was like. But it's actually not really a churchy church. It, right. I don't know. But I okay. I I have I have mixed feelings about this because I've dealt with a lot. Of, I've talked to a lot of people since we've started this podcast who have been very hurt by religion, and not sure. only that, but religion hurts society. So no, like, I totally agree. I get the anger. I don't think that the way he went about it was correct. But, but he was mad at me for my signature. Right. Which could have resulted in him having a discussion with you that was, uh, you know, two peers having a discussion about, hey, why do you do this? And, you know, da 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 back and forth, right? Mm -hmm. That didn't happen. He was just kind of a dick about it. Yeah. 
I probably still would have been very defensive because whomst the fuck do you think you are? I can sign my shit any way I want. Right. No, I know? don't disagree with you. So it, it wouldn't occur to me to ask somebody else about their signature. So it just it left me appalled that somebody would do that to me. Right. And fuck you, sir. Like a, it's kind of like our neighbor that we just met. <laughs> Let's tell that story. <laughs> So, our new neighbor. So we just we just found out that it was our next door neighbor, but we didn't know for sure until tonight. Um, but when we were we had a moving truck out in front of our house, you know, because we're, we're moving. moving, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were moving shit into the house, and our and our child was out front, and they uh, they encountered somebody who we didn't know who it was at the time, um, who asked them if uh, we were going to be. Parked there we plan, the rest of the night. Did we plan to be doing that all night? Did yeah. we plan to be there all night? Right, right. And, and our kid was like, uh, uh, Let me get up here. Mind yeah. you, our kid looks 12, you no. know? Okay, they look really young anyway. And they don't look 18. So it was really, really crazy that this person felt it, that it was okay to just accost what looked to be a minor. Right. Um, so anyway, they um, they told they, they asked, you know, they, they basically we, when they went when our kid went to go get us, the person was gone. Like, I they mean, just, just like away. nowhere to be found anywhere. Right. Because our kid and, was like, I, I don't know how to answer this. Let me get a parent. Yeah. And we continued moving stuff the rest of the night, like not the rest of the night, but like for the next hour or so. Yeah. And never saw anybody else come up, approach us. Nothing. Right. We're like. Who the fuck was this person? And how dare. Right. And now, to be fair, we had had a conversation with our, our neighbor that did this um, like a day or two prior. It was the day before that. Yeah. And it was a decent conversation. Just kind of like a, hey, how you doing? You know, My name is so-and-so. Right. And nice right. to meet you. And yeah, we're moving in. Yeah, it wasn't a bad conversation. And they either. knew we were moving in. Right. Yeah. We <laughs> had that We had that conversation with them. Like, hey. The house has been empty for three years. We so. even discussed. We said, hey. You know, we don't have the garage door openers yet. We we're going to be getting those, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yep. In the meantime, we're parking out front. You know, sorry if that gets in your way at all, but, you know, it is yeah. what it is. Right. right. Well, we have three cars and we haven't quite figured out our garage door opener situation yet. So tonight, um, we. Uh, you were unloading your car. I was unloading my car because I, I, I had a small load I was picking up and I, and I was unloading it. You're still bringing stuff over from the old place. And I, and we had, so we had three cars parked in front of our house, which kind of bled over into in front of their house a little bit. But it should be pointed out that this is a public street. Yeah. Everybody parks on both sides of the street and it sucks, but it is what it is. Right. And there's no assigned parking. Yeah, there's no assigned parking. And our cars were as close as you could get them. In front of our house. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, anyway, um, she comes out and she's like, so do I, do I only, or. You said that she goes, so I guess I don't get two parking spaces anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, how antagonistic is but that? But literally like, and I showed wife this, like I said, come here, look at this. Cause I, and, and I was, I was nice to the lady. I was like, Hey, you know, I'm just moving stuff in, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to move this out of the way. Like I, so we just. We're, I parked it in the garage tonight just to not fight with our fucking neighbors. You know, like, I don't right. want to start off our fucking living here with fighting with our goddamn neighbors. Because we haven't even lived here a month yet. Right. But anyway, so I told her, I was like, I'll move back into the garage after I'm done. 
But I, I, I pulled wife up to the window and I was like, just look in front of her truck. How, what, did, what was in front of her truck? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. She like, had wide open space. Yeah. There was plenty of room to park in front of her truck. She's got one vehicle. She's got a boyfriend that visits every now and again. She's like, I tell my boyfriend to park in another planet and then he walks here from there. I'm like, why do you do that? There's plenty of parking on the street. You might have to walk, like, I don't know, worst case scenario, a quarter mile. Like, worst case. Four or five houses down. Right. That's it. Yeah. Like, Not only that, but lady, you have a two car garage too. Because yeah. I've been in the yeah, back that's alley. The other thing. Yeah, she has a two car garage as well. Like, so um, I, no one's stopping you from fucking using that. So I feel like if her response had been, why aren't you parking in your garage? Mine would have been like, um, why aren't you parked in yours? Right. Yeah. Look, I have no problem. Okay. If she had approached us and said, I want, you know, are you, know, just, just out of curiosity, you know, would you guys mind? Um, I have two cars here and I like to park in front of the house. Is there any way we could figure out a way to like keep one of your cars off the street somehow? Or like if she had asked in a different way, instead of just being like, so, so are I you guess, gonna blah blah blah? Right, yeah, just like passive and aggressive bullshit. After having accosted our child, yeah. So I know? told wife, I was like, I, "This is this is the last thing. This is the last thing." You know what? I gotta say one more though, yeah. because over the last couple of weeks, like we're still new. We don't know the setup. We don't know the rules. Whatever. Right. But since we've moved in, I've had to park. Down the street, yeah. one time I had to park four or five houses down because oh, yeah. it's public parking and it's first come, first served. And, you know, and if somebody's visiting were, at somewhere, yeah. then you just don't have parking. You just that's, that's just the way it is. It sucks and it is what it is. Right. But I didn't know that I could just go, you know, beating on doors and be like, Are you going to be in front of my house? I just moved in and <laughs> I want it real bad. Like, is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. I, don't I would know. never. I just don't understand. Like, yeah. it just didn't even occur to me. It was, I told my parents when they came to visit the first time, I was like, it's tight parking and it's, you know, yeah. you might end up parking a few houses down. Sorry for it. Mm-hmm. It didn't even occur to me to tell them, and if somebody else is parked in front of my house, you have the right to get out and tell them to move. <laughs> like, what the fuck? We're off on a tangent here oh, about we this. Are. So. Sorry, guys. That yeah. was a rip. But but anyway, so did we finish this already? No, there's a couple oh, sentences Oh, Jesus Christ. Left. We still have to finish the chapter. Well, okay, but that lady made us mad. She really did. Because we're not assholes. No, no, we're not at all. We're nice. There's no reason. I, I was even nice after she was an asshole. I mean, okay, I heard your tone of voice. You okay, I wasn't nice, but I was. You were polite, but clipped. Right, she can see I'm moving shit out of my car. Like she asked you that as your arms were right? holding heavy shit. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna be clipped. I'm fucking moving shit out of my car. No, I don't blame you. It's just that you're like, I was totally nice, and I'm like, well, you weren't totally nice, but you weren't a dick. I moved my fucking car for her, you and she did. still hasn't used the goddamn parking space I cleared for her. I know it's true. So whatever. Yeah. She can fuck right the fuck off. Well, we found the neighborhood Karen is right. what we've decided. Yeah. And yeah. we live right next door to her. Isn't joy. that exciting? Joy, joy, joy. And she cuts hair. 
<laughs> I don't know. Nothing wrong with cutting hair. No, I don't know it's why. Just like, yeah. It's just so like, yep, yeah, she does. Right. Karen lives next door and cuts hair and wants both of her spaces in front of her house. Whether she's using it or not. Yeah. Apparently, she feels that they belong to her. Apparently. Mm. Okay, so anyway, back to the Bible. Yeah, Job. If only there was someone to meditate, meditate, mediate between us, someone to bring us together, someone to remove God's rod from me. Yeah, because his <laughs> rod is right up your ass, isn't it? So that his terror would frighten me no more. Mm, okay. He wants to get that he rod to get, out of me. You got to get that rod out of your ass. Yeah, you got to get that rod out. Get that stick out of your ass, yep. Job. Yep. Poor God. I wonder if that's where that saying came from, stick up your ass. I wonder. It started out as a rod up your ass, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. He's got to get his rod out of him. Yeah. Yeah. What's your What's your hang up, man? You just lost all your kids and got boils. Fuck, man. You got You got a rod. That, up get your that ass? rod out your ass, man. Yeah. I bet that. I bet that's where it came from. That's so funny. So anyway, if only there were someone that could mediate. Blah 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 blah. Then I would speak up without fear of him. But as it stands now with me, I cannot. The end. Mm, okay. He's like, He's, I wish I could speak up. Yeah, but he I'm, can't, apparently. I can whine on you guys. I can, like, tell you how upset I am, but you guys don't give a shit because you think I got what I deserve. I mean, to be fair, I didn't stand up for the neighborhood, Karen, so. You didn't. I but, just moved the fucking car. But, I mean, we gotta live here. Yeah. And even though we just. But, like I said, we, one that was the last thing that will happen. We literally did, though, just put up security cameras everywhere. Uh -huh. We were yeah. doing that anyway, but as we put them up tonight, we were like, and now we know why. Right, yeah. Just in case. Just mm. in case. Yeah. La, yeah. la, la. Just in case someone gets pissed for us parking in front of their goddamn house or something. In public parking. Right. You guys. Anyway. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I should have brought it out there. Like, hey, would you mind coming over here real quick? Could you show me whose house I should park in front of? Right? <laughs> like, so not you. Got it. So right. where, yeah. where do I park Yeah, I, I've used all the space in front of ours. So there's plenty of space on this street. Which house do I fuck over? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's not you, obviously, because you are too important. Mm -hmm. You you cannot be fucked with, apparently. You're the arbiter of who gets fucked. So who who can I fuck with? Right. Okay. Do you, apparently, you are aware of things around here. You know the no. Right. Who's only got one car so that um, when our kid is with us, they have a place to park their car. Right. Because yeah. when our kid isn't with us, we only have the two cars. Right. Yeah. So, basically, we need to know who do you not like or who only has one car so we can take their other spot. Right. Yeah. 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 Just, just let us know, Karen. Mm -hmm. Her name's not Karen. It could be. Could be. For I, sure. I feel like it is. Should be. Maybe. Should be. Yeah. All right. We're just we're just rattling. We're just angry. We we're are. Just rattling off here. We are. Sorry. So sorry. We're just sorry. Bitching about our fucking plight here. All right. Um. That was Job chapter nine. Sure as fuck was. And we will be back tomorrow with Job chapter ten. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, Job had a, a rod up his butt from God. God. God's rod. God's rod. rod. Yeah. Yeah. God's rod. God was really it dicking stuck. him around. Yeah. He couldn't get out. <laughs> and then and then we discussed our local Karen. We did. A lot. We did. But with regard to um, Job chapter nine. Yeah. Um, 
it was just more of him trying to cuss God, but not really. Right, right. Felt like T- tiptoeing around it. Yeah, yep. like I'm real, real upset, but but I'm I not going to cuss you too much. And my friends over here, they're telling me I deserve what I got. But you'll be sorry. I'm going to off myself. Yeah. Okay. What? Okay. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was that last chapter. That mm-hmm. was chapter nine. That was. And uh, today we're going to be reading... Job chapter 10. All right, let's go find out what happens today. Okie dokie. Okay, Job chapter 10. Okay. Job is speaking. Okay, okay. so Job's out- still going... Yeah, it starts out with him in quotes. Got it. Yeah. I loathe my very life. Mm. I like the word More more depression and loathing. Got it. Yes, yes. Self-loathing. Probably because that rod's still stuck there. Yeah, he's wallowing with it, though. I mean, not that I blame him. No, yeah. I mean, I get it, man. He lost his kids and he's covered in boils. I get it. I totally get it. Right. Therefore, I will give free reign to my complaint and speak out in the bitterness of my soul. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're going to be bitter. Yeah. Okay. I say to God, do not declare me guilty, but tell me what charges you have against me. Does it please you to oppress me, to spurn the work of your hands while you smile on the plans of the wicked? So this is a why do bad things happen to good people? Right. Well, this goes against my my understanding of this book, though, Mm -hmm. because people in the past that have questions God questioned god's motives Mm -hmm. have not fared so well no they have not and here he is questioning god's motives Uh, ad nauseum he's supposed to be an upright guy you know yeah so i'm just saying yeah Uh, not that i blame him no again he's got every right no this dude got fucked over okay if we're if we're assuming you know in canon here yes if we're assuming god did this he's got every fucking right to be pissed Yeah. yeah big time I agree totally. But like, God's a dick. It still doesn't fit my my understanding of the narrative. Yeah, That's same. All. I'm really surprised, I guess, because you know, never having read this before, right? I, you just kind of you have a short version of the story in your head. Yeah, like right? a Cliff Notes kind of secondhand version. Yeah. And this is a long book, so I mean, it really is. There's a lot of getting there maybe yeah but i just i wasn't expecting so much um wallowing i guess i don't don't know yeah so much anger i agree i thought what lots of bad things happen to job and he never complains yeah right but okay but he complains he he complains complains. Uh, rightfully so right (laughs) you can't say it enough because because i have such mixed feelings like i'm having to like discuss you know, Job of the Bible versus the Job that I know secondhand versus how would I feel if this was a real life event? Well, and we walk through a, a we, we we walk a fine line on the podcast here because, you know, we don't believe in God. Right. right? But we're reading the story as a story, as sure. a book. Right. So we're That's, trying to yeah. be like in character a little bit and take things as they are in the book somewhat. Exactly. I mean that's one of but the it's hard. three that's one of the three different perspectives that I just offered up is Job of the Bible. Right. Well and, and I'm kind of irritated with ourselves for this chapter just because we already do know the story. Like yeah. we, we know the the gist of the story. And part of our like part of the thing that we love to do is read and not know. 
Exactly. Right? And it's kind of annoying knowing. It's annoying-ish knowing, but it's also annoying-ish thinking you know, and then it's not even living up to your expectations. Right. Right. Like it's one thing to think you know and then be like, oh shit, I didn't know that one though. Right. No, which I'm has sure, happened. I'm sure that we'll have some more surprises throughout this. Oh, you know, absolutely. So, I just I I don't know. This was a not good surprise. Yeah. Is all okay? Sorry. No. So good. he's still talking to God. Do you have eyes of flesh? Do you see as a mortal sees? He's insulting God. He's basically being like, "Are you blind, motherfucker?" Right. Right. Are your days like those of a mortal or your years like those of a strong man that you must search out my faults and probe after my sin, though you know that I am not guilty and that no one can rescue me from your hand? Question mark. Mm, yeah, yeah, he's really calling him out here. He's like rephrasing. Tell me what I did. Right. In so many different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Your hands, he continues to God, shaped me and made me. Will you now turn and destroy me? Uh, yeah. The answer is apparently yes. yes. Yes, he will. Remember that you molded me like clay. Will you now turn me to dust again? Uh-huh. That's an interesting, like, the, you know, reference back to how God created man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it sort of, from it, dust and, yeah. you know, all that. Yeah. So. I mean, clay and dust right, right, and all yeah. that. Yeah, he's basically like, why'd you even fucking bother? Right. Which, I mean, we all kind of would love to know. Right, yeah. Did you not pour me out like milk and curdle me like cheese, clothe me with skin and flesh, and knit me together with bones and sinews? You gave me life and showed me kindness, and in your providence watched over my spirit. But this is what you concealed in your heart, and I know that this was in your mind. The the shit that he's putting them through? He, that was a colon at the end of that sentence. Okay. And I know this, the following oh, okay, that I'm okay. about to read, All was right. in your mind. Got it. So new paragraph, but we're about to see yeah. what this is. is. Right. Yeah. If I sinned, you would be watching me and would not let my offense go unpunished. True. Right. True. Right. If I am guilty, woe unto me. Even if I am innocent, I cannot lift my head, for I am full of shame and drowned in my affliction. If I hold my head high, you stalk me like a lion and again display your awesome power against me. You bring new witnesses against me and increase your anger toward me. Your forces come against me wave upon wave. Why then did you bring me out of the womb? I wish I had died before any eye saw me. Oh, wow. This is repetitive. Though. Yeah, no, he's, yeah. He's already said, I wish you was never born. Yeah, so over and over. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. If only I had never come into being or had been carried straight from the womb to the grave. Oh, man. Yeah. That, that this is, is morbid. Harmful. Right. Like, you're basically like, why didn't my mom stillbirth me? Why didn't my mom miscarry me? Like, Think of your mom, asshole. Right. Like, ouch. Don't yeah. wish that on a woman, ever. Yeah. Are not my few days almost over? Turn away from me so I can have a moment's joy before I go to the place of no return, to the land of gloom and utter darkness, to the land of deepest night, 
of utter darkness and disorder where even the light is like darkness. The end. <laughs> even the light is like darkness? I mean, it sounds like he's saying, well, clearly you think I'm a sinner, so I guess I'm going to hell. So can you please and just... And it, it is interesting that there's a bit of a description there mm-hmm. from somebody, anybody in the Bible, about yeah. a place that you're going that is dark. Yeah. Right? That's not It's not something that they've really... Um, it's not hellfires. Right. But it's not... But it's not they haven't described any place that people right. go exactly. after death yet. Exactly. Really. Like that's not something that I recall. Like they've talked about heaven, maybe. Like, well, in... it was in the one one of those um, when uh, God had the angels in a vision. Right. Right. Somebody saw. Well, and just in this chapter or in this book, I mean. Um, God had a meeting with Satan and mm-hmm. some other angels and stuff. So, like, that indicates maybe a place that they meet, right? Right. But there but, hasn't been really much of a distinction as to where you go when you die. Right. I was going to say that whole thing was God and his angels, and that isn't necessarily where people go. Right. Like, that's so just it, a separate realm. It's interesting that our first description of... Where and you might afterlife. end up after death yeah, is any a afterlife. dark, gloomy, piece of shit place. Yeah. Disorder, know? chaos. Right. Or that there is even an afterlife at all. Right. Like, it's interesting to me. And he is convinced that that's where he's going. Right. He ain't going nowhere good. Right. So there, at the very least, this does let us know that people in those times had some sense of some type of an afterlife. Right. During the Babylonian exile, I believe, is when right. these... After stories are all taking place. Yeah. So, so I, I, I find that intriguing somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Just kind of, just because it's, I mean, we're reading the Bible, we're in the OT, and mm-hmm. this is the first time we've come across this. Ish. Yeah. Ish. Right. So. Yeah. That, that's kind of cool. Like, um, yeah. Insofar as it's, you know, the Bible. He definitely, <laughs> right. He definitely doesn't call it hell, though. He just no. is like describing opposite of light and, and rainbows and happiness. Well, I don't think the true, like... Christian version of hell really kind of hits home until maybe the New Testament. I could be wrong about that. I honestly don't even know because you've got your misinterpretations of, you know, the hellfires and Sheol and the places where they burned their trash and sacrificed babies and threw the dead bodies. There are definitely um, things that people think are references to hell. Right. That aren't. Right. I mean... to say they are or they aren't is semantics, whatever. It doesn't really matter. They they don't specifically say that it's hell. And right. we don't you know what I mean? Like they just they're trying to draw connections where there may not Apologists be. Apologists are trying to draw connections. Right. People who study language, they do tell you, no, that is not Right, right. That that may be a hell, but it's a hell on earth and it is the trash fires. Right. It is not this separate realm opposite of heaven. Right. It's right. not an afterlife. Well, it's it, a current trash pile burning stench. Honestly, just from reading the Bible, I would take my version of heaven and hell is how you either are acting towards God in this life or not acting towards God in this life. You know, you are either being shit on by God mm-hmm. and that's hell mm-hmm. or you're in his favor and that's heaven. Yay. You know, there there is no, like, there until just now, there has been no distinction as to something more than this life. Yeah. You know? Well, 
because Jesus hasn't died yet, I don't think there is an afterlife yet. Or maybe I'm mistaken. I, I don't know. I, I don't really know. But there are demons-ish, like the but, Leviathans and stuff like that, right? But those are various monsters created by God or other types of gods. or That, that has nothing to do with people. Demons are not like evil souls gone wrong or something. I feel like something that would be an interesting side topic. Not that we need more rabbit holes, but something that I would be interested in would be the the viewpoint of the Jewish people's afterlife. Yeah. What is their viewpoint and what was it when the this time frame was around and, and things like that? Mm-hmm. Because it's obviously different from Christians' viewpoints. Very. So it just would interest me to understand what their viewpoint of the afterlife means. Right. And I don't really know that. I don't. I don't have any sense of what that means to a Jewish person. Yeah, I don't so, either. I don't either. Right? That would be interesting. And even toward that end, um it would be different from I I hate I hate to say Catholic as though it's not Christian, but Catholic and Christian are almost two separate I mean, Catholic and Protestant. You yeah. know, they're both Christian, but when you think of Christian, at least in America, you think of Protestant. And Catholics almost are separate from that. Sure. Because they worship so differently and they have such a different belief system and they're so structured. And it's, it's in the structure. It's in yeah. the, the breakdown of how everything is. But yeah, yeah. Saints so, and all that. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's weird. So but. that's what I mean, though. Even their idea of the afterlife is different from Protestants. Yeah. So definitely, that's what I mean by it's almost a different religion. Yeah. In that they don't function the same. They don't um, have the same beliefs in the afterlife. Right. You know, they are basically they they are as closely tied as are the Jewish people to these religions. Yeah. They're just all different offshoots. Oh yeah, I mean even Islam is a, a yeah. different offshoot of And I have Judaism. no idea what their idea of afterlife is. Right. So 70 virgins, right? I know that bit. I mean, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> is that a thing? It's a thing, I think. Yeah. Oh. It's one of those enticements that why people will go martyr themselves for their cause or whatever. So they're promised these things in the afterlife. That's so arbitrary. Right. I mean, fuck a virgin. Like, yeah, no, it's why it's... not fuck a watermelon, you know, <laughs> fuck an apple pie. Yeah. Like, yeah, there you go. I don't know. Right. Fuck a glory hole. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. 70 of them. 70. Yeah. It's, it's such, important. it's such an arbitrary gift and an arbitrary number of gifts. Well, but if you, as we're reading through the old Testament again, you know, mm-hmm. like how many, how many Kings and people that are important in the Bible had, a harem of some type, or, right? You know, like a lot of wives, and a lot of stress was placed on virginity, right. which is just so gross. Yeah. So I mean, I, I can, and it's based on some of the same things. So yeah. I can see maybe where the that roots. came from. Sure, absolutely. Right. Yeah, I don't mean that it's any more arbitrary than any of the other bullshit that I'm reading. Right. It's all arbitrary nonsense. Oh yeah, for sure. So I don't, I don't. We're rambling on about you know where you go after you die here, but <laughs> yeah. uh, essentially that was uh, the end of Job chapter ten. Sure as fuck was. And tomorrow is Saturday, so we will be back tomorrow with 
Q&A Saturday. And then on Sunday, I think we're finally going to get around to a... Sacrilegious Book Club. And then we'll be back again on Monday. Oh, I need to... I'll, I'll get a weekly, weekly replay. I'm not... I'm going to do my damnedest not to forget this week. Otherwise, you'll burn in hell. Uh, no. I'll no. toss you onto the no. fires of Sheol. No. Yep. Um, but then... Uh, so then after that, then it will be Monday again, and we'll be back with... Job chapter 11. All right. We'll see you guys then. I had my shit straight. (laughs) Bye, guys. Husband. Wife. Do you know what we're doing today? I think it's a Saturday. It is. So we're doing Q&A Saturday. Right, right. And uh, what kind of cues we got today? I'll be honest, we didn't really have very many cues. Oh. We were just like, are we reading this correctly? Yeah. And I mean, spoiler alert, yeah. Oh, so, well, I mean, that's a, that's a plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I I looked up some um, stuff about structure, and that okay. was kind of interesting. Like, not as interesting as, say, behemoths. Right. But... Yeah, it's hard to top leviathans and behemoths. You it know? really is. It really is. But you know, we'll we'll do what we can and it's still good to know. Right. All right. Well let's uh let's go get into this. Okie dokie. Okay. So before I get into the structure and all of that, okay. I just wanna say I I was a little disappointed when I got into my search. Because I still had my search windows open from last week. And so I had things like classification of demons. And you're like, I'm going to go down this road. Yes, I so did. Yeah. yeah. And then I had to close that window out. And I was like, womp, womp. (laughs) (laughs) So this is nothing like last week. But it's more. you You can't, you know. It's more academic than got it than um what we normally do i guess okay so the theme of job in general is why do righteous people suffer which is basically why do bad things happen to good people okay we both kind of already said that but that is confirmed okay that is what the theme of this whole book is got it okay and so like story up to this point like where we are um During this portion, Job laments the night of his conception and the day of his birth. He longs for death. His three friends visit him and accuse him of committing sin. Right. And tell him that his suffering was deserved as a result. Right, right. And that was the traditional understanding of suffering at that time. So that made sense. Yeah. And I mean. There's still some of that that lingers today. mm -hmm. Like people still, if you have Mm -hmm. something bad befall you. Yes. People will be like, well, what did you do to deserve it? You know, it's yes. kind of, it's not, it's not like a fact. Right. Like, it's not a thing that people are like, you definitely did. But people, some people, religious people, mm-hmm. do sometimes think that about other people. Yes. And they also think, and so this is all part of God's plan anyway. Right, right. Which I'm not sure how you reconcile you fucked up and you earned this versus, but this was all God's plan. Right. But I've never understood that. That, that, that. It doesn't really make sense. No. And how I, do you have free will and choice to fuck up and yet it's all it's in God's plan. It's just a convenient excuse to yeah. ascribe things to God. Exactly. Exactly. Um that is something that Candide um railed against and 
so you should, or I'm sorry, that Voltaire railed against, <laughs> and so you should read his book Candide. Right. Because um, I know I've recommended that before, but it, yeah, you're, it really, you're literally you're recommending that to me because I have not read it. But I've also recommended it to our listeners before as right, well, right. and they haven't read it either. Well, we don't know that. <laughs> you, I'm talking to you, the one out there that hasn't read you it. You know who you are. Yeah, read it. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, Job responds to his friends with scorn towards you know they're they're being miserable to him. Right. I and mean, he, like, dude just lost everything. Yeah. And has boils, and he's like. The fuck, guys? He's like, this does not track. Y'all are not helping me, and this does not track. Right. The math ain't mathin'. Right. Okay? And so, you know, he responds with scorn, he questions God, and he fiercely opposes the idea that he's being punished for wrongdoing. Because he's like, okay, I'm not saying I'm sin-free, but if I'm being punished for whatever sins I may or may not have committed, I've already been forgiven for them i've already atoned for them so um why ain't y'all suffering worse than me because i know y'all shit stink right you know right so he begins to berate god for the disproportionate wrath against him which it really is disproportionate and he does see it as wrath because to this point and i believe throughout the whole book they are unaware of the other situation that's taking place in heaven between God right. and Satan. Yeah, obviously. It wouldn't be much of a bet if you let the person you're betting against right. or for know. So he doesn't on. know that he's just a pawn. He, you know, his understanding is that um, he's being judged or he's being um, tested to see how strong this faith is or right. he's being punished. And he's like, I don't understand. This people is bullshit. Say that people say, you know, the, the Christians are against gambling sometimes. Mm-hmm. The fuck God does it. Yeah, I it's mean, true. You know, it's come on. true. He literally tells um, Satan, also referred to as the adversary, um, bet my guy's good. Right. And Satan's like, hold my beer. We'll check that <laughs> right, theory. Right, exactly. So he sees God, Job, that is, sees God as intrusive, suffocating, unforgiving, obsessed with destroying a human target, angry. Fixated on punishment, hostile, and overall destructive. A dick. A dick. Yeah. To sum it up. Right. Yeah. He sees him as a dick and not so many, but more words. Right. Yes. So that's where we're at thus far. And from there, I thought I would, um, like I said, go over the structure a little bit. Which okay. I didn't realize that there is a, a very easy outline Um, where you can see the structure of this book. Okay. So the first two chapters are referred to as the prologue. And that's basically where they're setting up the story. And it's where we're introduced to Job and we're also introduced to the situation with God and the devil. Got it. Or Satan. Yeah. Okay. Um, So that's chapters one and two. Okay. Chapters three through 31 are referred to as the dialogue. Oh my. Right. And that's going back and forth between Job, his friends, Job to God, Job right, to his friends. Right. Um, so we've got, you know, 20. We've got a lot of dialogue coming. Chapters. Yeah. Right. So that that's the section that we're in right now. Got it. And chapter three is the beginning of that section. And that one covers Job's self-curse and self-lament. Okay. 
So after chapter three, we're still in the dialogue, but the first section after chapter three is what's referred to as round one. Okay. okay? So there's different rounds of the dialogue. Got it. Okay. Okay. And and it's a very cyclical nature, like it's friend, Job, friend, or friend, friend, Job, or something like that. Got it. And and it repeats. Okay. Okay. So yep. this is round one of that repetition. Okay. So um so we've covered chapters one and two. We've covered chapter three. So now we're starting round one. Chapters four and five are Eliphaz. And Eliphaz asks whether humans are righteous before God. Like that's his basic sure. thing. Okay. Because don't forget, this is a conversation. Yes, he's like speaking for two straight chapters. Right. But this is actually supposed to be a dialogue, which is why it's called the dialogue. Sure, sure. Okay, so then chapter six, Job is speaking to Eliphaz. And Job points out that it is his righteousness that is at stake. Right. So he's like, the fuck? And then in chapter seven, Job turns from Eliphaz to rail at God. Right. And he's like, the fuck, my guy? Yeah. And then in chapter eight, Bildad starts right. talking. And Bildad asks whether God perverts justice or righteousness, which to me the answer is yes. Right. So then in chapters nine through ten, which catches us up to where we are, Job asks how a person can be righteous before God. Right. Like, and does it mean that I am righteous or that I have been found to be and declared so by him. Sure. Which I didn't catch that, but that there is a difference between the two. Like, right. am I good or is it just that God has declared it so? Right. Okay. Which I found that really interesting. So um, that that's kind of the question that is central to this section. Right. And, you know, what does it matter if I think that I'm good if, if God doesn't. If God doesn't. Right. And it's like trying to figure out, like, how do you reconcile those two and still maintain your faith? Yeah. And your belief that God is only good and just. Sure. And is God just and should God be just? Right. But then what do you find out when he made a bet? Or what do you, what do, you do when you find out he made a bet? <laughs> um, I don't know if he finds out or not. Right. I honestly don't. I, I do know at one point God comes down and talks to him. Hmm. Okay. Which I find interesting. Um, but I tried really hard to avoid going much further past yeah. chapters 9 and 10, even though we're in the middle of, quote, the dialogue. Right. Okay. Um, the rest of this section of round one, we haven't read yet, but um, just to set you up for it, in chapter 11, that's when Zophar will speak. I kind of figured that was coming. Right. Friend, because... Right? Because this is the the pattern. Sure. And that's what they mean by around. It's pattern one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then to wrap up round one in chapters 12 through 14, Job will then speak again. Got it. So that's where we're at. That's what's been happening. And it raises some interesting questions. And we did understand pretty much what was happening. Um which is why we didn't really have any questions. Yeah. No, I mean, it's uh, other than the the heavy prose that they're using mm -hmm. to, for these this dialogue. Right. It's, it's, it's very, fairly straightforward. It's heavy handed and it's definitely more flowery than it needs to be. But 
it's considered by some um, sects of Christianity to be the poetics. Right. Like, remember, with um, the Jewish Bible, it's considered the writings, the ketuvim, the least important of the three sections. Yeah. And um, the Christianity has them listed as poetics. And that's why we have the flowery speech. Yeah, no, I get that. I just, I guess, you know, when I'm searching for what the meaning of, like, if I'm if I'm Christian, if I'm if I'm searching for my religion, if I'm trying to find out, I don't need flowery. I need to know what Just he tell wants. Tell me straightforward. Right? Yeah, it doesn't need to be poetic. There's no reason for it. It's just the fact that it, it just it just furthers the idea that this is written by man mm-hmm. and you know pushed by man because the, they're thinking that this is going to make people like it more. Essentially, right. right? You don't have to like it. You just have to know what it's talking about. Well, I think something that I find interesting is that um, we've always heard based on the Bible that man is made in God's image. And then there's the argument that goes, no, the fact of the matter is God is made in man's image. And that is so obvious, particularly in the book of Job, because only men, humans, only humans could be so cruel as to say, tell a guy to chop off his son's dick or to kill him and then be like, psych, just kidding. (laughs) You know, only humans could be so cruel as to genocide an entire bunch of people and then not even think that there's anything wrong with that. Right. Like, no true God would be okay with that. Not the God as we understand him to be. A god shouldn't be as petty as this god is. Or small-minded. Or shallow. If this thing... Or moved to anger. the entire universe, it doesn't give a fuck about you. Yeah. There's no reason for it to. Right. Right. It's just... So... It's so obvious that God is based on human understanding and... Humans are cruel. Therefore, they made a cruel God. Right. Yep. It. I mean, there's there's really nothing that that says at all. Do, yep. do we need to read anymore? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes, because our goal is to read the whole Bible. Right. But also we just, you know, there it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think we found the answer. It only took us up to Job, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, um, do we have anything else to go over today? Um, no, that pretty much finished it up. Like I said, didn't have anything to specifically answer, um, but it, right, still Just interesting. Sum it up and, and go over a couple of things. That's fine. Let us know where we're at. Right. So that was our Q and A for Job chapters six through ten. Correct. And uh, we are hopeful to be back tomorrow with our. Oh, tomorrow's Sunday, That's so right. tomorrow will be. Oh, what is it called? Um, um, <laughs> Sacrilegious Book Club. There you go. I couldn't think of I, it. I mouthed it like three times trying to get you to say it. I know, but I couldn't see your mouth. Yeah. And okay. I'm dumb. Okay. Yeah. So there it is. Yeah, right. yeah. That one. And then you'll do the weekly wrap up. Yep. And then we'll be back on Monday with Job chapter 11. Very good. All right. We'll see you guys soon. Yep. Bye. Wife! Do you know what we're doing? 
Uh, yeah, we're doing, uh, it's where we read things. Oh, oh, I know. Yeah? It's the Sacrilegious Book Club. That's the one. That's yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we haven't done one of these in a while. I know. So I need to, like, do the whole, this is where we are. Okay. Yeah, okay. let us have it. Okay, so we are reading from A Treasury of Jewish Folklore. Stories, traditions, legends, humor, wisdom, and folk songs of the Jewish people. Okay. Edited by Nathan Ozzybell. All right. Okay. Yep. So part one was Jewish salt, and we are in part two, which is heroes. Okay. And under heroes, we've learned about wise men, and now we are learning about holy men. Holy men. Huh? Holy men. But I'm not done. I got to break it down a little further. Done. Okay. Yeah. Under holy men, we've learned about pious and righteous men charitable men and martyrs okay today we are learning about bum 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 the power of prayer on page 157 non-existent what oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right let's uh go get into this okie dokie all right Okay, so the power of prayer. Power of prayer. Yes. Yeah. But I think that you might end up liking this section. Okay. Okay. All right. So just give it a chance. I'm going to give it a chance. Okay. So I'm going to read a bit more extensively from the introduction than normal because uh, Ozzy Bell um, quotes the Agata and talks about several different things that I think will be important in understanding the various stories that we might hit on today. Okay. Okay. Yep. So he starts the introduction thus. The Agata of the Talmud relates how once the Roman emperor Antoninus, who was a philosopher, asked Rabbanu HaKadesh, give me your opinion. Is it right to pray frequently to God? Okay. What do you think the answer is? No. Very good. And and I'll tell you why I think that, even though I don't believe in prayer in the first place, mm-hmm. and I think it's worthless, but praying frequently, you're asking too much shit from somebody. You know, it's just like, it's like if you, if you, if you ask somebody for something all the time, you know, right. like, just stop asking, dude. Stop asking. Right. Yeah. That's close. Okay. Close. Right. You're in the right ballpark. All right. It, you are correct that, yes, you Fair, don't yeah. do that too Don't often. do that. Got don't, it. Don't do that. Okay. It is not right, answered Rabinu. Okay. Why not? One must not become too familiar with God. See? This answer failed to satisfy Antoninus. So early the next morning, Rabinu again called on the emperor, and as he entered the room, he cried out, Peace be with you, O mighty Caesar. A little while later, he repeated the salutation. Peace be with you, O mighty Caesar. <laughs> For a third time that morning, he returned and cried, Peace be with you, O mighty Caesar. Mm, yeah. At this, Antoninus became angry because right. he was not seeing the the e- equivalence to right. what they had they never literally do. just discussed because right. he's fucking thick. Right. They never. It's just. It's a. I know. They, they have to make them thick. Know. You know, that's the way know. this goes. I know. This okay. isn't like really what happened, obviously. <laughs> it's just. I hate it when it's, like, so fucking down your throat annoying, obvious. What is this mummery? He asked Rabinu angrily. Clearly you wish to make sport of me. Mm. May your ears hear the words of your own mouth, replied Rabinu. Oh, Caesar, if you, who are only a ruler of flesh and blood, 
take offense when I bore you with my too many greetings. <laughs> How do you suppose the king of kings would regard it? Right. Certainly it is wrong to impose too much on God with prayer. You know, I have to take a second here because if God is taking prayers from like everybody in the planet mm -hmm. slash universe. Right. I don't think like one extra or two extra prayers is really going to push him over the edge, you know? Well, and then there's also, um, what are we talking about with prayer? Like there's different components to prayer, which this section does not hit on. Right. There's like, he's just addressing being greeted. Sure. Like, God is great. God is great. Hey, hey, God is great. But then there's also, as you were mentioning, the asking for things part. Well, and I kind of take affront to this because, like, God wants people to worship him, which means that they have to go through these rituals where they do pray. Right. And they call on him. And I'm like, but he literally tells you to do these things. Right. And wants you to do these things because he is a jealous God. Mm -hmm. Because he wants all this attention. Right. All this but glory. now you're telling me, but there's a line somewhere right. in the fucking sand, somewhere, somewhere. that you could maybe sort of kind of cross. By addressing God too often? Yeah. It kind of sounds like bullshit to me. It does sound like bullshit to me also. Um, there's like a disconnect between what God is demanding versus um, the practicality that the Jewish people have. Right. And I kind of admire the Jewish people's way more than the God's way. <laughs> well, yeah. But I mean, this is more... I mean, even... I, I blame Christians for doing this more than, than Jewish people. Sure. But this is this is cherry picking. Mm -hmm. This is wanting it to be something that you want as a person. Yeah. This is what yeah. you think. Yeah. It's not what the Bible kind of indicates, no, really. No, yeah, that's not the rules set forth. Right. The rules set forth are pray all the fucking time. Right. Pray loud, proud, pray quiet, pray in your closet, pray when you're peeing, pray all the time. Yeah. Always be in prayer. Right. Is what we've been led to believe is what God expects and wishes and desires. Right, right. And now this guy's like, he don't want all that. Yeah. It's like, how do Maybe you know? the meaning of prayer changed in the time, you know, from Moses to whenever this guy is writing this. You know, yeah. like maybe what the definition of prayer is has changed. But even that in and of itself is counter to what the Bible is. Like the right. Bible is supposed to be a law that these people live by. Mm-hmm. And so prayer wouldn't change, yeah. but it did and it does Clearly because they don't, among, aside from a few very um, specific and randomly, there, there's a, there's like one church in Israel that still sacrifices animals or mm -hmm. at least tries to anyway. Yeah. But most of them don't do that anymore. Right. You know, so like obviously prayer has changed, right? Clearly. The Jewish people don't generally sacrifice animals anymore. Right. But it shouldn't really Mm -hmm. It's still the word of God. Right. So it's odd to me yeah. that you can accept these changes that are counter to your texts. I mean, similarly, it's the question of if you're finding workarounds to not work on the Sabbath, aren't you missing the point? Right. You right. Know? Yeah. No. And that, that's you're, that's you're right in of, line with what I'm getting at. You're is kind that, of doing it wrong. Yeah. Like you're you're not doing what the Bible expected you to do. Right. Right. So, but then that allows for people to be like, "Well, see, you guys just weren't worshiping the correct way." So now yeah, yeah. we're in, and then that's when religious fanatics come in and they're like, "You know, if we don't go back to the base idea, then we're just never going to be correct." Right. And it's like, okay, but which base on which day? Right. So, yeah. Um, to continue, so we're going back to uh, that was the end of that little section, and um, 
now we're in Aussie Bell's um, words. Okay. okay. In the introduction. Yep. He says, this legend reflects so trenchantly the thoroughly unpietistic, meaning not pious. Right. Common sense approach to prayer in rabbinic tradition. Okay. Okay. Um, a few bits later, he says, the sages taught God longs for the prayer of the pious. And by that, they meant that God took no pleasure in punishing men, no matter how justified. Which I'm mm, like, I okay. disagree. That's I, not I, what I, I've read. That's debatable. Mm -hmm. He was eager for them to appeal to his attribute of love in order that by their prayers, they might alter all his retributive decrees. He barely tolerated these people. Right. Stop. Exactly. Sorry, we're yelling at our cat. Yeah, she's being a butthole. Yeah. And we even fed her before, so I'm not sure why she's like right, getting yeah. up in arms here. Okay, so to continue, um, a few sentences down, he says, In Jewish tradition, there are many forms of prayer. In earlier primitive times, it meant sacrifice. Right. Which, you know, you said. Yeah. In Hellenistic, that's Greek days, one could also pray with healthy, productive work which maintains the fabric of the world. So like acts. Yeah. Doing good acts. Right. Um, let's see. He says, it was also valid to pray with the giving of material aid to the needy and extending a helping hand to a fellow creature in distress. So I find that well, really interesting because um, several Christians today are like, absolutely not. Acts alone will not get you into heaven. Right, right. And. It's funny that, but acts alone used to be considered a form of prayer. Yeah. You know? But is it acts alone or is, like it doesn't specify Faith that Faith and acts. You're right. right. You're right. And moreover, even if you're, we're, when we're reading the Old Testament, acts are part of the laws in the Levitical law. And therein, so, and therein lies the difference. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, it's interesting because he, basically this all depends on intention, right? Right. That's basically what he's saying is what is your intention when back then they were sacrificing or um, further on, um, what was your intention when you were doing these good acts? Right, right. And if a man prayed full of heart, he says, it did not matter what words he used or whether he used any at all. And so, I I mean, I, I kind of agree with that at some level, mm -hmm. right? Like to me, Christians give most Christians that I know, most Christians that I encounter in the world give their faith lip service. Right. And don't actually adhere to the, you know, the faith that they believe in. Right. You know, like they they are they're all for it, but if it means doing not doing this or not doing that, mm -hmm. then they're gonna continue to do those things. Right. Right. So I I feel like anybody who fully even though I don't believe in religion or gods right somebody who is fully behind what they believe in and and from the heart is a much more sincere person than somebody who doesn't believe what they claim to believe right right so exactly um it reminds me of when i was in high school and um i went to a high school where um it was not in the best area it was in san antonio and um i found out years later that um, all the pregnant girls got sent there. Oh, so yeah. Wow. So okay. Um, we they had a like childcare on campus and like parenting classes and shit like that. Right. So if that tells you anything, and I'm not knocking anybody who got pregnant during high school. 
Um, I got pregnant right out of high school, so I fit right in with them. I'm just saying, (laughs) if that gives you any indication, it was the norm where I was at. Right. Um, Where I'm going with this is I remember so many girls that I went to high school with, um, they would party and cuss and um, drink alcohol and just do all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. And have all the sex with all the boys, Right. right? Yeah. And then they would get pregnant and suddenly it was like, oh, I can't have an abortion because that's against God. <laughs> and I'm like, suddenly you're religious? Right. What? Where did that happen? Yeah. I didn't even know you believed in. I never saw you pray once. I never saw you go to church. I never saw you feel I'll tell guilty you where, I'll tell to you your where things. It happened. it happened after they talked to their parents and their church leader. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I suck. Yeah. Like they were made to feel guilty for mm-hmm. what they did. Mm-hmm. And so they all of a sudden you became know, pious. They they realize that they have lived this life of religious, you know, behavior, mm-hmm. but have broken it recently. And when they've gotten older and, and then they get reminded of it when they screw up. And so yeah. they then fall right back into it. I, it. It's an easy thing to do, I think, you know, like, oh, I screwed up. I'm going to I better look for I gotta be religious the fix again here now. in religion. Yeah. Right. So yeah. and there's a lot of people that like a lot of people that I have met. They claim they were atheists for a while. Well, for a while, meaning that they they left religion, mm-hmm. quote unquote. I don't ever really believe that, but like that means to me that they grew up heavily in religion, mm-hmm. then decided they wanted to party during their twenties or whatever, mm-hmm. and then at some point they just you know you you settle down, you decide, hey, I want to you know do this, that, and the other, and so and some there, there's, settle there's, there's hard. Two, there's two things that happen: either they meet somebody that brings them back to God, or they hit such a all-time low in their life that there's just no other choice and somebody confronts them with, hey, there's God, you know? Right. So that brings them back into the fold, so to speak. That is an interesting um, thought process. Yeah. (laughs) Um, To continue. Sorry. No, no. I'm the one that took it off the rails. I mean, you were looking at me like, how does all this Yeah, no, I was wondering where you were going with that. But I I tied it back together, didn't I? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he goes on to say, Quite different was the concept of prayer among the Kabbalists. So this is um, people who are a little more, um, uh, what would we call it? Like uh, hardcore, radical. That's the word I'm thinking of. Sure. A little more radical. Yeah. They took the somewhat mystical, erotic view that prayer was a communion as intimate between the worshiper and God as that between the bride and bridegroom. Mm, Okay. Which I found that statement interesting because a lot of um, Christian um, hokery pokery has to do with comparing the church as the bridegroom and we're the bride or maybe the church is the bride and we're the bridegroom. I don't know. Right. And and there's this whole marriage thing happening and it's kind of gross, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I, I thought that was a really interesting take. Yeah. So he goes on to talk about rainmakers and we're not talking about like people who make it rain, you know, like with money and stuff. Okay. We're talking about like legit rain. Okay. okay? Yep. So um, rainmaker stories arose among the Jews from the necessities of their physical surroundings. Duh. Okay. Mm -hmm. In olden times, as we know, Palestine had a primitive agricultural economy. There were long spells of dry weather. It was an earnest invocation for rainfall for rainfall because drought meant hunger and death. Right. 
The well, first... and then we see that throughout the Bible too. Mm-hmm, like that's mm-hmm. a big absolutely, theme. yeah. The first Jewish rainmakers on record thought you'd find this interesting mm-hmm. were the prophet Samuel and Elijah. Oh, okay. Who, by the power of their prayer, brought rain. Got it. Mm-hmm. The general view among the Jews of olden times was that drought was visited upon the land as divine punishment for the nation's collective evil doing. Right. And conversely, national virtue was rewarded by a plentiful rainfall. Got it. Mm. I just can't imagine thinking that you're being rewarded and punished for these things. Right. Yeah. I am not even... I can't even get into that. Like, it's just so weird. Right. Um, It has to do with, like, oh, um, this school got shot up. That's because we don't have... Um, it's because we have too many gays in America. Right. What? Yeah. yeah. How did you... That is such an arbitrary correlation. Right. But so. there's literally... like, And that's the part that always hangs me up with people that argue things like that. And there's literally examples of nations that are much more atheist and much more secular Mm -hmm. that don't have guns that have had basically no incidents like that. You know, like, no, it's not about your fucking God. It's about the laws and the ideas that are in that society. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we have the wrong fucking ideas and laws. Right. That's all it is. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. So while rainmaking is no longer practiced among the sophisticated Jews of modern times, mm-hmm. again, these are his words, not yeah, mine, sure. among the more backward Jews, <laughs> forgive me, okay, this is, right. uh, I'm yeah, quoting, yeah. I gotcha. among the more backward Jews of Asia and Africa, it is still in vogue. The magical effect of prayers for rain is still believed in devoutly. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. We'll have to look up like. Jewish rainmakers at some point. Yeah. Because that sounds like an interesting little uh, side Side rabbit hole. Yeah. 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 But I just want to apologize. I'm not calling anybody backward. backward. Um, I cannot stress enough that those were not my words. (laughs) Right. So that's all I'm going to read from the introduction. Okay. Um, I just thought that that had a lot of of, um, importance on what we're getting into. And there's not a lot of stories I'm going to read and they're real short. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This one is called, He Whistled for the Glory of God on page 159. Question is, did he whistle while he worked? He did, in fact. He he did, yeah. Rabbi Zisha, the brother of the seer Elimelech, was a devout man. He held himself small in spite of his renown and was always fearful that out of vanity he might preen himself as a man of God. One time he paid a visit to Rabbi Mordecai. As the hour of midnight approached, he got out of bed and in a voice full of anguish cried out, God, oh my soul, I love you so much, yet I lack the inner power to express it. I mean, that's how I am with boys. Like, (laughs) like, oh, I just like this boy so much. I mean, not now, but like when I was in school, right? Right, right. Yeah. Like, I mean... I'm sure you had those crushes that were just so hard and you just wish that you could say it and you don't even have the words, right? For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. He paced to and fro in his room, repeating these strange, passionate words over and over again with the deepest mortification. All this while his host, Rabbi Mordecai, stood with a companion behind the door, marveling greatly at what they heard. (laughs) After a few moments of silence, 
They heard Rabbi Zisha exclaim, Oh, my creator, I do not know how to commune with you, for my thoughts are confused and my words stumble one upon the other. But dear Lord, I have one insignificant talent. I can whistle. Oh. So let me whistle in order that I may glorify your name. Hey, there you go. Thereupon, the stillness of the night was broken by a rapturous whistling. It was like the song of a bird trilling in the sun. Wow. It was like the whisper of the leaves when the wind blows through them. Mm. It was like the chant of the cherubim and the seraphim, winging in joy to the throne of the Almighty. Mm-hmm. When Rabbi Mordecai heard the whistling, he began to tremble. Oh. Come, he cried to his companion, let us get away from here before the flames of this holiness consume us. What? Right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Is that is that it? Yeah, so much God in that room. We got to go. But he does he worried because he's sinful or or not? No, the, too like, much God. Too much God. There's too much God up in this house. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Cut that whistling out, man. There's too much God. I gotta tell you. Speaking of whistling, you hate whistling. I hate whistling. I love whistling so much. Um, like we talk about trigger warnings, like. I am never so triggered as when somebody is whistling. It, I, I wish I wasn't like that. Yeah. Okay. It's not like I like pink instead of blue or whatever. You've okay? probably heard me since we've been at this new house, mm-hmm. like whistling in the basement. Because mm-hmm. I love whistling. I know. And you there's do. great acoustics down there. Like it yes. just like echoes off the walls. And I've told you before, like it comes up the <laughs> um, vent. And you can't hear me, but I can hear everything you're doing down there. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we like our new house, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the next story I'm going to read is called The Long and the Short of It on page 160. Okay. Once one of Rabbi Eleazar's student was reading the service at a leisurely pace. At this, his fellow students complained how he drags out the prayers. Does he pray any longer than Moses, our teacher, whose devotion on Mount Sinai lasted 40 days and 40 nights? My God, I hope not. Oh, burn though, right? <laughs> like, he's like, get over yourself. Right. Sometime later, that's another like the, student. That's like when you don't finish your food and people mm-hmm. are like, there's starving there's children starving in China. Children in, I was going to say Whatever. Africa. Yeah, Africa, right. Yeah. Sometime later, another student was officiating at prayer and he, on the contrary, raced through the service like a whirlwind. Blah, 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 blah. Like those um, medical commercials. And at the very end, they say, may cause diarrhea. You know <laughs> what I mean? I could, this drug I will probably those. kill you. <laughs> those are like my favorite fucking bits of those commercials. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like That's at the awful. beginning, like it's all sunshine and flowers and grass. And they talk so slow and melodic. Right. And then at the very end, the voice drops really low. And they're like, this will probably kill you. Yeah. 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 How Fast he reads the prayers, his fellow students complained. (laughs) Is his praying briefer than that of Moses, our teacher, when he prayed for the recovery of his sister Miriam with the words, heal her, O God? No, probably not, I guess. So I thought that was kind of cool. He's like saying, it's the intent. Don't fucking worry about it. Right, right. Yeah. No, that's a good, yeah. Yeah. It's a good story. I like like that. I I think that applies to a lot more than just prayer. Yes, Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, the next one I'm going to read is the Taylor's Prayer, again on page 160. And I told you these were like super short. Right. On the evening of the Day of Atonement, Rabbi Levi Yitzchak of the poor man's rabbi, asked an illiterate tailor, since you couldn't read the prayers today, what did you say to God? I said to God, replied the tailor, 
Dear God, you want me to repent of my sins, but my sins have been so small. I confess there have been times when I failed to return to the customers the pieces of leftover cloth. When I could not help it, I even ate food that was not kosher. Oh, dang. But really, is that so terrible? Now take yourself, God. Just examine your own sins. Damn. Right? I knew you'd what? like this one. <laughs> you have robbed mothers of their babies and have left helpless babies orphans. Mm. So you see that your sins are much more serious than mine. Okay. I'll tell you what, God. Let's make a deal. I like this guy. You forgive me and I'll forgive you. Hmm. Oh, you foolish man, cried Rabbi Levi. You let God off too easily. Just think, you were in an excellent position to make him redeem the whole Jewish people. <laughs> wow. Right? That's amazing. I love it. That's got to be my favorite story like, that we've read. If there's ever recognition of, like, wow. So you you guys know then, right? Yeah. You, you admit it? God sucks? God's a dick? <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that this story says that the Jews know that God's a dick. That's, yeah, that's my favorite one. I love that. That's awesome. Okay, so the next one is called The Drunkard's Prayer. Okay. On page 161. All right. The rabbi was at the point of death, so the Jewish community proclaimed a day of fasting in the town in order to induce the heavenly judge to commute the sentence of death. Okay. On that very day, when the entire congregation was gathered in the synagogue for penance and prayer, the town drunkard went to the village tavern for schnapps. <laughs> When another Jew saw him do this, he rebuked him, saying, Don't you know this is a fast day and you're not allowed to drink? Why, everybody's at the synagogue praying for the rabbi. Mm, okay. So the drunkard went to the synagogue and prayed, Dear God, please restore the rabbi to good health so that I can have my schnapps. <laughs> <laughs> the rabbi recovered, and it was considered a miracle. Yeah. He explained it in the following way. May God preserve our village drunkard until it is 120 years. Know that his prayer was heard by God when yours were not. He put his whole heart and soul into that prayer. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see why I like that yeah, one. Yeah, a good one. And I do believe that that brings us to an end well, those today. are some pretty good ones. I right? Like them, yeah. We got some good chuckles out of those. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I told you that you might want to give this one a chance. I think you'll like it. I think that's one of the things that I really appreciate about Jewish people in general. Many of them seem to be very able to laugh at their religion. Like, like not laugh at it, but like laugh it, with it maybe. Acknowledge that, yeah, I know. It's not, it, it's not everything that it, I don't know. Yeah, and what, I'm not saying across the say. board because there are definitely like, I mean, there's communities and I, I know like when COVID started, communities of, um, hardcore Jewish people that are like they will not allow certain things because this that or the other and they cause problems and spread diseases there's things that are wrong because of their religion sometimes too but I mean many of them are very good humored about it good so, humored I think that yeah. sums it up yeah and that was that was that was some examples of some good humor about it I liked yeah. it yeah. so yeah. are you surprised that the section that you like the most thus far is the one that falls under the power of prayer yeah no I, I mean definitely <laughs> that caught me off guard so <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Um, so that was our book club for today. It sure was. And in a little bit here, I will be getting together our weekly recap. Mm -hmm. um, or weekly replay, as you call it, I say, I, say, I guess. Yes. Um, and then we will be back tomorrow with... Uh, Job chapter 11? 
Yep, that okay. is correct. All right, we will see you guys then. Yep, bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye.